0: Morning, uh let's open our Bibles to the book of First John. First John chapter hold on chapter two. First John chapter two in verse we'll start in verse three. Um, and hereby we do know that we know him if we keep his commandments. So, oh sorry, stand up. He that said, I know him and keep not his commandment is a liar and the truth is not in him. But whosoever keepeth his word, in him, verily, is the love of God perfected. Hereby, hereby know we that we are in him. He that said, this is the key of my message, he that said he abided in him ought himself also to walk even as he walked. Thank you. You may be seated. <laughs> Title of my message today, Walkie, you're talkie. Right? Uh, Walkie, you're talkie. There's a story about uh, Saint Francis of Assisi one time, and uh, he asked one young monk to join him to go to a trip downtown to preach and witness to the people. All day long, they walked through the streets, the alleys, the suburbs, you know, the byways. They rubbed shoulders with hundreds of people. At the end of the day, the two headed back to the monastery. Not even once had Francis addressed the crowd, nor had he talked to anyone about the gospel. Disappointed, the young monk said, I thought we were going downtown to preach. And Francis answered, My son, we have preached. We were preaching while we were walking. We were seen by many, and our behavior was closely watched. It is no use to walk anywhere to preach, unless we preach everywhere as we walk. Now, if you are asked today to define witnessing, you probably answer it going from door to door. You know, um, passing out tracts and all that. And the first people we probably think of are the Jehovah's Witnesses. You know, we think of you know, taking uh passing tracts and take an hour or so of precious uh, Sunday afternoon, maybe missing uh, half of the Braves game or missing some of the NASCAR races. Walking in the hot sun and pray that no one will shear away, she us away from the front door when we start talking about the gospel. You know, does that sound familiar? You know, it's like Saint Francis of Assisi says, witnessing is walking. Not walking down the alleys or the streets, but walking Christ-like. As last said, we, as he said here in our verse, that is, if we can win someone to the Lord, we must first win them to us. Before we can witness to others, we have to witness to ourselves. Before we can talk about the gospel, we must first learn to walk it. The problem today is that our witnessing is not effective because people does not see the reflection in us, in our lives. We are drunk sinners and we're sober saints at the same time. We are bitter and we are sweet at the same time. As described in the book of James, in chapter 13, in verse 10 to 12. It says there, out of the same mouth proceeds blessings and cursing. You know, um, these things ought not be so, he says in the Bible. Does a fountain send forth the same place, sweet water and bitter water? Can a fig tree bear olive berries, either a vine, figs, so can no fountain both yield fresh water and salt water. For us to be an effective witness with the Lord, you have to be like a good salesman. You have to sell yourself before your product. If the sale talk is sweet, but the salesman is bitter, the customer will walk out even from a good deal. A salesman... Sells himself first before he sells his product. No, before a Christian can become a good, effective witness, he has to show a good example. He needs to walk the talk. Most of you know uh, that, profe- that that wrestler, Rick Flair, and you know, he used to say, "You can talk the talk, you can walk the walk." He is saying to his opponents that you can act like a wrestler, dress like a wrestler, look like a wrestler, and even like act like one. When it came time to put up or shut up, he wanted to know if they could actually walk the way they talk. And the word walk appears more than 200 times in the Bible. It's a noun meaning the manner of conduct or behavior or living. So, are we walking or talking? And as Christian believers, we have to put up or we need to shut up. You know, um, I put a sign out there in the board. And I'm asking myself sometimes, am I leaving what I'm posting? You You want to feel like a hypocrite? Go out there and put up those signs. Somebody needs to take my place. May I, I may need to shut up or put up. And I used to uh, do monthly devotions. Or today, today I'm posting devotions on Facebook and all that. And I'm asking myself, am I leaving what I'm posting? You know? <clears throat> And, uh, before I was, when, when I was doing devotion, I used to tell people, text people, uh, I'm going, I have a devotion Sunday, you know, don't be late, come hear me out. You know, and, uh, <clears throat> and then one day somebody, and then uh, later on, Ankara texts me and said, I'll be there in time. I'll see if I, I'll be there in time to, to hear you out. And he did that because, when everybody else is doing devotions, I'm late. You know, and here I am telling people, if it's my devotion, you need to come early. See, I am not preaching, I'm, here I am preaching, uh, to come to devotion, to Come for you to come early, but here I am late when somebody else is doing a devotion. See, and Carol put a, what they call reverse psychology on me. You know? <clears throat> Maybe I need to put up or shut up. Here I am preaching about witnessing. You know, all of you know that it's a Christian behavior. Am I going to witness out there outside? Looks like I got my work cut out for me. I may be told one day to put up or shut up. I had a Church member one time, long time ago, they told us, you yeah, know, you shouldn't gamble. Yet on vacation, they went on gambling. Maybe you need to put up or shut up. You know? Donald Trump is fond of saying, our government is all about talk, no action. You know, is the witnessing the same, all talk, no action? If so, you need to put up or shut up. Years ago, Deborah and I, they were still, they were still living in MacDill Street. Deborah took me and Reggie to, uh, to Miss Noble's house. Uh, the time it was 90s. Uh, Reggie and I were, were just, were newly weds. And we're well, not us together. Uh, but, um, we just got married. Uh, she and uh, Carmen got married in December, and we got married in May. No, oh, no, yeah, we got. I thought it was May. Uh, no, was. It's, well, it's been thirty years. She hasn't said anything. So anyway, uh, anyway, um, <clears throat> no, she got. We got married in January. They got married in May. and We got married in January. So we were newlyweds at the time. And we went to Miss Noble's house, and we went to borrow a um, punch bowl because it was Christie's wedding shower, or something like that. <clears throat> and um, so we we haven't met Miss Noble yet, and Deborah introduced us to Miss Nobles and said, "Oh, by the way, Miss Nobles, this is Reggie, this is Winston, these are my son-in-laws, and we are so blessed to have them. There's can't find any uh, better." signing laws Christian signing laws and we're just so blessed to have her. and uh, I was like okay okay you know <clears throat> and then Jim married Christy Joey married Tara Brandon married Jessica since then never heard Deborah say those words again you know she said the poor doctor, but shut up you know <clears throat> Pastor Ra- Robbie Jeffries used to play basketball in high school. He told a story about how he ran the bleachers up and down, up and down. And on game day, he sat on the benches. Many members of the Lord's church are just like that. We run into the house of God on Wednesdays and Sundays, but outside the doors, we bench ourselves. We're lazy. We're not living like we should. You know, Inside the house of God, this is the lecture room. Out there is the laboratory. What you learn from the inside is practice on the outside. Inside of the house of God, we're limited here. Here we cannot cuss, we cannot smoke, we cannot drink, we cannot fornicate, we cannot gamble. Outside, it's a free fire zone. like Or what Brother Sam says, the hot L.C., out there is the ground zero, the front lines, the epicenter, the war zone. That's where you're gonna prove yourself. Inside the house of God, this is the locker room. Out there, that's the gridiron. Inside the house of God, our clothes feel school. Out there, this way it gets it needs to get sweaty. You know. Here we meet people nicely. Out there we see rudeness. That's where the fire darts are darting us, are shooting us everywhere. It's outside where your Christianity is tested and proven, where your talk is challenged by your walk, where the score counts the most, where the lives of the child of God counts. It's where they score the touchdowns and their home runs and their three points uh it's outside. That's where our witnessing counts. So may I ask you this question? How is your spiritual scoring coming along? You either need to put up or shut up. And the Webster defines witness as someone who, has, who gives an audible and a visible evidence of what he has seen and heard. You know, many years ago in Montana a group of men found an abundance of precious metal that contains gold. So they went to the nearby town and get supplies. Before they left the camp, the men agreed not to tell anybody about their find. They kept quiet. As they are shopping, they, got, they, got, they kept quiet. But when they were about to return, Hundreds of men were prepared to follow them. So when they asked who among their group squealed, the reply came, no one had to squeal. You know, your faces showed it. The best way for you to be an effective witness is that you have to be fruitful. For like the saying goes, what you are, what you are speaks loudly of yourself. We had to produce the evidence. To be the doer of the word, our testimony must match our testament. For even the sweetness of the Lord, the word of God cannot be proclaimed if the witness himself is bitter in his practice. For us to squeal the gospel, our face to show it. Your witness seeing must reflect your character. Now what is Character. That's you when the lights go out. You know? When you're, that's you when you're, when you're behind closed doors. They say real marriage is seen behind closed doors. You know? Character is you when, uh, when, uh, when your true color is seen. It's you when, uh, uh, what you think of every day. Clean or filthy. You know, it's you when the doors are shut and alone, and no one is watching, and you're alone. It's you when you're on that website all alone. I know. I was working at the uh, way back years ago at the Thames County Elementary School, uh, and uh, one of the teachers recognized me as Michael and Catherine's daddy. So she bragged to another teacher, saying, "How." Michael and Catherine were sweet kids. And I thought to myself, if you only knew, you need to come to my house. See if you can see that sweetness. You know, ring a bell. Did they just make you ring your bell? If you want to say amen to that, now is the time. Yeah. But uh, don't get me wrong. My children are sweet, even when they're teenagers and adults. They're sweet when they ask for money and ask for favors. You know, Other than that, it's you know, the little devils. You know, <clears throat> Character is what you are when you're at home and not at work. It's what you are when you're with your family and not with your friends. You're nicer to your friends than you're to your family. You know, <clears throat> it's what you are when you're outside the church house and not inside. It's what you are when you're alone and not with company. Look at Judas. He was a pastor, leader, teacher, wise, and a friend of Jesus. Yet he failed. For the problem is not the leadership in the church, but the attitude. If character is not pr- transformed, it will always be the same. You know. See, most of us, uh, most of the time, are uh, learning this able uh, person. They cannot, they cannot uh, learn well because they cannot comprehend words. They cannot comprehend instructions. But if the, the instructions are demonstrated and shown to them, they learn it. You know, the learning curve is better. They can, they can comprehend more pe- pe- people doing it than saying it. I know. You know, I'm not smart. Now, even with, I'm not diagnosed, but I know I have attention deficit disorder. You know, that's LD. Learning is disability. I'm disabled when it comes to learning. Even today. Do I learn? Not much by reading. You know, I got ADD. I got attention deficit order. You're going to give me a book to read? No, I won't make it a table of contents. You know? This King James Version of the Bible, I can learn from it. It's too complicated for my IQ. What do I use? Easy to read. Easy to read Bible. Even that a grade one student can understand. But I do learn. I learn more by doing. Action speaks louder than words, so they say. I can cook, but now I can cook better. How do I do that? YouTube. I know. As I watch cooks cooking in YouTube, I'm cooking at the same time. They're cutting the onions, I'm cutting the onions. You know. They're cutting the meat, I'm cutting the meat. They put, uh, they season it, I'm seasoning it. That's how I cook. I learn by doing. I learn more by doing than reading a recipe book. Can't learn reading recipe books. See? In the book of Acts, chapter 1 and verse 8, it says, You will be my witness in Jerusalem and in all of Judea and Samaria to the ends of the earth. The word witness occurs 42 times in the New Testament. But not one verse expressed to witness, but to be a witness. Matthew said, You are the soul of the earth. What kind of flavor? Are you giving away out there? He's continuing to say, "You are the light of the world." What kind of reflection. Are you, are you uh, putting up there? Can pe- can people see that light? No. Follow my example, as I follow the example of Jesus Christ," says the Corinthian writer. Be examples of the flock," says Peter. Yeah. You'll be a good example, a role model, and. Others, that others will follow you as you follow Christ. Brother Samuel one time came here and preached to us. I don't know if you all remember. He was standing right here. And um, he said, he asked us a question. Raise your hand if you're saved. I don't know if you remember that. But he said, raise your hands if you're saved. And, um, and uh, I would... Uh, and I'm glad, and then as soon as he said that, he said, no, I don't do that. Don't do that. No. He was saying, and I'm glad he said that, because I don't know if I could have raised my hand, you know, because I'm not living like I should. My talk would not be, would not match my walk. Would you have raised your hand? Be careful next time when someone asks you the same question. You could be asked how you live your life as a saved person. No. Brother Paul said one time, many of us, talking about members of Lyman Baptist Church, are not living like Christians. And that he is even ashamed of himself, calling himself one. Charles Stanley said to his congregation, 90% of you are not saved. You could have seen them not walking, they're talking. Their testimonies, not much in their testament. Mark Twain said that if Jesus will come and live in this earth today, there's one thing he would not want to be called. A Christian. You know, Christianity today is just a word. Too many have taken it for granted. You know, there's a woman out there, probably forty years old. And she was asked, how come you're not, how come you're still single? Are you looking for a Christian man? And she said, I'm not looking for a Christian man. I'm looking for a godly one. You know, there's a difference between a Christian and being godly. It's one thing to call yourself a Christian. It's not to call yourself godly. It's easy to raise your hand and say, I'm saved. It's different to live saved. Jesus said during the Last Supper, one of you will betray me. And Apostle Philip must have examined himself and asked Jesus, it is I. Have you examined yourself? Is the Bible commanded? Have you asked, is it I that betray the scriptures? What I've learned is it I that denied it. It's when talking doesn't match your walking that red flags starts waving, your, Christi- your Christianity and salvation being questioned. People will remember examples rather than explanations. They will remember the things you see. They will remember more the things they see rather than the things they hear. Yep. Um, look at Top Gun. You know. 1986, the movie Top Gun came, came out. It was so good of a movie that everybody in that movie became famous. Tom Cruise was famous. He, he became, he became more famous. Meg Ryan, he was a soap opera star. Became a Hollywood star. Now Val Kilmer from Iceman, he became Batman. Anthony Edwards from, from Goose, he became Green. Dr. Green on ER. You know, Tim Robbins in the Shawshank Redemption and Clarence Hilliard and, and uh, Th- Walker Texas Ranger. You know, they became famous. To this day they're famous. Their theme song, Take My Breath Away, has, uh, 325 million views on YouTube today. The Highway to the Danger Zone has 100 million views. And counting, you know. After the movie was, was shown, the recruitment in the U.S. military went, went up. Of the twenty thousand signed up for the U.S. military in 1987, 16,000 of them went to the Navy. The Navy pilot recruiting went up five hundred percent. The the flight school, everybody wanted to be wanted the need for speed, kind of like that, you know. The Ray Ban company, tell you something about the history of the Ray Ban. It was going bankrupt in nineteen eighty six, you know. But in the movie. The actors wore the Ray-Ban aviator model. After the movie, the Ray-Ban sales went up 40 percent, and for 38 years, they're still in business. After that, the top brand was saved by Top Gun. Top Gun. You know that aviator model today it costs 2,500 dollars, the most expensive sunglasses in the world. You know. <clears throat> The phrases they use in Top Gun, we're still using them today. You know, the great balls of fire. We're still do. We're still say, saying those things. I heard Reggie and Jim say one time, "Master breaks, they'll fly right by." You know, and uh, I'm too close for missiles. I'm switching to guns. I mean, those are Top Gun phrases. You know, that uh, you, you're still dangerous, but you can be my wingman anytime. We're still using those 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 phrases. You know, <clears throat> you know. Um, Stephen, he told me one time, "Take me to bed or lose me forever." You know, that's a Top Gun phrase. I thought, did you just did you just watch Top Gun? You know, <clears throat> did you think I took my wife to bed uh, that night? Well, that's classified. I can tell you, we didn't have to kill you. You know. That's a Top Gun phrase too. I can tell you this much: I was inverted. Yeah. That's a Top Gun phrase also. Yeah, those phrases we're still using them today. No. Top Gun movie was so good that people are still talking about it. Yeah. And I watched that movie in 1986. I don't think Brandon and Jessica was born yet at the time. The movie never got an old. People are still talking about My and Goose. You know, that's what happens when your showing is great. It's good. When your actions are good. And you know, when your true story movie is shown, you will have four or five star ratings. You'll have many views in you in YouTube and TikTok, if you want to call it that. You know, people will not get tired watching your reruns and never get tired watching the reruns of Top Gun, the first Top Gun. That second Top gone, I could care less of watching it again. You know, you act well and perform well in your Christian life. People will be talking about your good deeds. You'll be famous and your reputation will never grow old. You know, look at Tom Brady. He was selected 199th overall in the 6th and 8th draft, in and, and the 8th draft of the NFL. Of the 6 quarterbacks drafted in the year 2000, he's the only one left playing. Becoming the longest playing quarterback in NFL history. He was four-string quarterback for the Patriots. When he replaced the injured, injured uh, Drew Bledsoe in 2002, he started games ever since, breaking all kinds of NFL records in the next 20 years. never lost a single season. i never had a losing season. You know, he won 17 division titles, the most in NFL. Of the ten Super Bowls, he won six. The only player to have six championship rings. More Super Bowl appearance than any NFL player in history. He has been in every team in the NFL. Even his, even the Patriots. And he is remembered today because he played so good. You play or you live your life as a child of God so well, you too will be remembered like a household name. Yep. Our church, for one thing. Look at the Braves. Nineteen ninety, they were the last place. They were the last sorriest team in the Major League Baseball. They recorded sixty five wins and ninety-seven losses. The worst baseball team in the country. But in 91, 1991, they went to the first Super Bowl, a uh, Super World Series. They lost to the Minnesota Twins, but they were branded as champions, the Cinderella team. Nineteen ninety two. They went back to the World Series. Some of you remember that Sid Bream run, you know, yeah, some... <clears throat> that one they, not, not, that, uh, they, they were the uh, the bottom of the night, the score was tied. Sid Bream was second base, David Justice was in third base, and Antonio, uh, Antonio Cabrera batted the ball, and David Justice scored the tying run and seed beam run from second base all the way to home run home base and scored and they went back to the World Series yeah only, only to lose to the uh, to the um, to the Blue Jays yeah but a, a lot of you you can see you, you can see YouTube that seed beam run I bet that night Ankara jumping and Reg probably jumping too and screaming and all that you know <clears throat> It will be 1995 when they will win the world first, their the, the first World Series title. It was a team that had 22 consecutive losing months. In 1990, they led the entire National League in errors and finished in last place. But in 1991, they went from worst to first, becoming the first team in the National League to go from last place to first place in the next year. Because they played so well, that Atlanta Braves dominated the 90s, winning 14 divisional titles, three World Series. Their pitchers, Glavine, Smoltz, Avery, Maddox, they were the best in the 90s. Their jersey numbers retired because of their greatness. No, That was in 1992. It's been a long time. Tara and Christie were still in UGA. Yep. Reggie and Carmen, still not married. I don't think they were married at the time. Still in college. Jessica was still little. Looking like Kendall. You know? I don't know if Brandon was born at the time, I don't know. Uh, Stephen just got out of nursing school. I was still an unlicensed physical therapist, flogging the boards. You know? Yep. Jim just got out of prison. Um, just, just just kidding. No, he was he was making money then. He was working at the plant. You know, and going to the police academy. Kendall was still a high school principal. You know. Deborah, was still of course, still Deborah. We we don't know we don't even know Neil at that time. You know. Ankara Kara still working at the old hospital. Yeah. Nineteen ninety two. It's been a long time. You are right as a church member. Not only people will remember you, they will remember your team, your church, the landmark Baptist church. You will uplift, the, the individual will uplift his group. The sheep will uplift his flock. You know. You, correct, um, you, you characterize people by their walk and you will never be fooled by their talk. A Christian's way of living will tell others everything they need to know about a child of a living God. Be a walker of the word. As the old saying goes, actions speak louder than words. You never know. You could only be the Bible. Others will see and read because they see how you live your life. The person where others can see Jesus is you know <clears throat> we, have, we have that song that says, can others see Jesus in you? That's a very true statement. You know, can others see Jesus in you and how you live your life? Your video must be in alignment with your audio. An effective witness of God's Word, it is important that we do what we preach. Like the English saying goes, your actions are so loud I cannot hear a single word you're saying. People forget what you say. They will never forget what you do. If your lifestyle falls short on how you talk, you will not be attended to again. If we talk, we advertise. But if we walk our talk, we deliver. A witness without character is like a drum. makes a big noise. But inside, is empty. Being a witness for the Lord involves your whole life, not just your words. Your lifestyle is your evangelism. That's how you witness. Your whole being is your witnessing. Your testimony is your testament. They say, monkey see, monkey do. By your actions, you will either set into motion generations of blessings or generations of curses. Don't just talk the talk, but walk your talk. Your talkie is your walkie, like I said in our title, like I like to call it. That's my message today. God bless you all.